Welcome to Beyond the Benediction. This podcast is created for the exploration of the Bible, the examination of the church, and the expectation of the Christian life. We will cover topics that will both challenge and encourage you and help us to live lives dedicated to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here's your host, Kevin Toomer. This is Beyond the Benediction. Thank you for joining me again on another podcast adventure. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe to my YouTube page. If you're still listening to me on the streaming services, I thank you for your support. But make sure you leave me a rating, five stars, of course, on those streaming services. But show some versatility. Sign up and look up my YouTube page, my YouTube channel, Beyond the Benediction Podcast. Find it on YouTube. Like, share, subscribe so you stay in the loop. So now, this week's episode, we're going to talk about something that every Christian can relate to. And the title, of course, is Where Are You Taking Me? Now, of course, when I'm saying you in that sentence, I'm referring, of course, to God. Because one of the things that is really hard for a Christian to do is trust God. It's hard to trust God because God doesn't always subscribe to our way of going about things and our way of doing things. So trusting God because he uses the most unconventional methods to do things, but not just trusting God, but also waiting on God, especially when you do have something that you're holding on to, especially when you have a promise, you have a word, you have an agreement that God has made it crystal clear to you. There's something he has promised to do in your life. There's a promise he made in in your circumstances where you are, he made you a promise that there's better for you on the other side. Now, that's great news and to know that where you may be currently, if you're in a bad situation or a troublesome issue, that God is telling you, I'm going to get you to the other side. That's encouraging news. And my, I want to encourage you with that as well, that wherever you stand right now, I believe that God has plans for your life, that he's going to take you to somewhere that's better. But all that being said, God doesn't always take the scenic route. (laughs) If we want to be honest, more times than not, God doesn't take the easy route. He takes the long way around. You can even look at the example in Exodus when he took the children of Israel around circles in the desert for 40 years. And most of them didn't even make it into the promised land. You look at other parts in the Bible where God does things that sometimes... Just doesn't make sense. Like, God, why would you choose that method? Why would you choose that person? Why would you choose that way of doing it? Because I mentioned this in previous episodes, we don't like to go through anything. We want our lives to be as easy and as straightforward with no resistance at all. We want our lives to be on easy mode as much as possible. And of course, God doesn't see us that way. God realizes that he knows that we need difficulties and we need problems to grow stronger. So even as God is leading us and taking us where he wants us to go, we already should understand as Christians that we're not going to have the easy route to get there. But even though we know we're going to have trouble when we take this route, we still sometimes come away confused because, God, I still don't understand why did you choose this route? Why are we going this way? And then why does it take so long? So these are all things that no matter how much faith you have in God, no matter how long you've been walking with the Lord, there are moments where you still have those times where you're 
scratch your head like, I, I don't understand where you're taking me. I don't understand why I'm here. So this week's episode, we're going to go over some things that helps us to understand more about why God does what he does and kind of to see how drastically different his way of leading us is versus us leading ourselves. Because ultimately, we don't want to lead ourselves anyway because we know what happens when we do. Let's be honest. You know the times that you thought you had it together is the times that everything fell apart. I know that's my testimony. So we want to make sure that God is the one that's actually leading us anyway. But it doesn't make that leading process that much easier because God does things that we don't always understand or we don't agree with. So we're going to talk about that in this week's episode. Where are you being God taking you? The first thing we need to understand when we're trying to figure out where God is taking us is that God does not change directions. Now, what do I mean by that? We have our idea in our mind of where God should take us and the route we think he should take. We have it in our minds that if you have promised me this thing, that this is the course that we should take. This is the quickest way, the easiest way, the way that we will encounter the least amount of resistance. That's the way we think we should go. But God, more times than not, has other plans. He's not concerned with our comfort on the trip. He's not thinking in terms of what would be the easiest way to make this trip the most pleasurable for Kevin. What's going to make this trip the most wonderful for this person? He's thinking about the totality of his plan. And we don't understand that sometimes there's lessons in the actual trip, not so much just the destination. We focus so much on where we're going, we lose sight of the fact that God has intentionality on the path he chooses to put us on. But when we're deciding where we think we should go, God doesn't have to subscribe to our view or our way of going. It's not like as if God has a destination in mind and we're the GPS. <laughs> it's not like we're in his ear telling him, turn left, head two miles and then go right. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows exactly where he's taking us and the route he wants to take. So God does not change directions. He's not somehow planned a course and the last minute decides to make a detour. What happens is because his course doesn't coincide with the way he should take, we think sometimes, wait a minute, we should have turned left. So maybe God changed his mind and wanted to go right. No, God didn't change his mind. He intended to go right all along. We were the ones who thought that we should go left. So we have a view of our way that goes against God's direction. So he doesn't change his directions we just failed to see what his directions were all along. Here's the scripture for this point. Jeremiah chapter 10, starting at verse 23. It says, I know, Lord, that our lives are not our own. We are not able to plan our own course. So correct me, Lord, but please be gentle. Do not correct me in anger, for I would die. So now Jeremiah, of course, being the prophet that he was, he understood the course that God wanted him to go, but he ran through a lot of difficulties. People were not necessarily running to hear his prophecy. So he was like, well, God, you know, correct me because I've been trying to do this my way and maybe I haven't followed you closely. But it says we are not to plan our own course. But if we're honest, we all do. We know that we should trust God. 
but we still want to do it our way. We know that God has a standard, but we still want to do our own thing. We know that God ultimately has the last say, but we still, in our minds, want to play God. So God does not change his directions. His directions are crystal clear from his plan. It's just we're not privy to his plan. We're not privy to the specifics and all the nuances of his plan. So it seems foreign to us when he goes in a direction that we don't foresee or we have not planned. Because again, we have our lives planned to the T. And there are scriptures in the Bible that are replete that warn against us planning for things more than just today. The Bible says that don't even worry about tomorrow. He says tomorrow has the troubles of his own. Be content with today. And that's not to say you shouldn't plan at all. But there again, there are scriptures that make it clear that we should not be determining our own course because of no other reason is this. We now belong to Christ. If you are a Christian, your life is firmly in his hands. He is your Lord and your Savior. So guess what? You are no longer in control. But this is the part that's challenging. We shouldn't want to be in control. We should want to fully give our lives. Because think about this. If you've already given Jesus your soul, shouldn't you give him headship over your life in terms of where he should take you? Now, we don't always like to think of it that way because we still struggle with this flesh and we still feel like I know what's best. So one of the biggest challenges that I alluded to in the beginning of the episode is letting go of the control that we have because, again, we feel like we know what's best. And it's a struggle every now and then for us to relinquish that control and say, Lord, I am no longer the captain of my own sea. I'm no longer the driver, as it were, that I'm trusting you to guide me. It's still a struggle because, again, his way does not coincide with the path that we would take. But because his path isn't the path we would take, doesn't mean it's the wrong path or somehow God has changed his path. We were just never in sync with this path all along. So it's a challenge to realize that he does not change directions. We just need to hold on and trust that his directions are the right directions. The next thing we need to understand when we're trying to figure out where God is taking us is that God does not use a speedometer. Now, what does that mean? All of us, most of us have cars or we are expensive with cars. A speedometer tells you how fast you're going. If you've ever gotten a speeding ticket, you are very much aware of what a speedometer is and what it does. It tells you how fast you're going. Now, it's one thing to trust the direction you're going. It's another thing to trust the speed in which you're getting there. I mentioned this on previous episodes. One of my personal uh, pet peeves is long road trips. I know you may be able to see some things and there may be some scenic views and some things you can observe when you're driving, some some places you can observe. But for me, for Kevin, (laughs) I would much rather just get on a plane and get where I'm going to go in a matter of a couple of hours versus 9, 10, 11 hours driving anywhere. That's just my personal preference. Now, why is that? Because I'll get there faster. And when it comes to the things we want, coupled with the fact that God has promised us to give us what we want, oh, we want it yesterday. 
And especially when you consider the fact that we're talking about God. There's nothing impossible for God. Now, we love to use that scripture when it comes to the things we want, because now we figure if nothing's too hard for God, that includes the things that I want. So because you can do anything, and then we look at the scriptures, oh, God did these miracles in the Bible. So guess what? It's nothing for him to make this thing happen for me. But we got to understand that God has a reason for the pace that he's using to do what he's doing with us. And we've talked about this in previous episodes, that God not being in a hurry is not because he's trying to punish us. It's not because he's just deliberately going slow or being slothful. There's a reason why he takes the pace in which he does. Part of it is that because we have to wait on God, we're forced to trust him. Because if we got everything quick, fast, in a hurry, guess what? We would not trust God. We would just feel like God exists just to do it what we want, and he's at our back and call. But one of the reasons could be why he wants to take the slow route is to develop the relationship with you and I. Because think about this. If you are in a car with someone for a long period of time, unless that person sleeps and you can't sleep forever, but you are forced to spend time with that person. You're forced to talk to them. You're forced to interact. And if you've had to be in a confined space with someone for that long, it's inevitable you're going to learn more things about that person. Your relationship is going to be determined based on the interactions you have because you're pretty much forced to talk to them. So God understands that it's not just about where he's taking us. It's about the development of the route that we're on to get where he's taking us. And he does not want to cheat us of a development for the destination by just skipping us there quickly. He wants us to get the full experience of growth, not just getting there. Let me give you a scripture for this point. Psalm 37, verse 7. It says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways and when they carry out their wicked schemes. See, now that's another thing with this weight process to why God doesn't have to be down with it because what happens is this. We're in this vehicle, as it were, with God. We're on our way to this destination. We look at our mirror and we see somebody else zooming past us. And it seems like, wait a minute, God, we why they're going so much faster than me? I, I'm As a matter of fact, I know that person. They don't even go to church. I know that person. They don't read their Bible. They don't serve in ministry, but it seems like they're just zooming by and it seems like they're going faster. And sometimes we get caught up in that then we feel some kind of way because we feel like we're being cheated. We feel like we're being manipulated. We feel like we're catching short end of the stick because other people seem to be progressing faster than you and I. But how many times have you been in a car and someone zoomed past you? You were going in the same direction. And you was like, man, that person is really trying to get there quickly. But as you progressed down the road, you looked to your right. And they were pulled over by a policeman. And now they got a ticket because they were going too fast. That's maybe what God is trying to avoid with us. He's trying to keep us on a speed limit so we can continue not just to get there safe, but avoid some of those speed traps that we don't understand that are there. So if you're riding with someone, 
you would want them to make sure you get there safe more so than you get there quickly. And God says, there are things that I'm keeping away from you because of this pace. And not only am I growing you through this pace, but I'm providing for you in this pace. In racing, and I'm not a NASCAR fan by any stretch. I don't really know anything about racing. But I do know this. And if you hear this, you're a NASCAR fan, and I messed this analogy up. Please forgive me. <laughs> but for what I've understood, that when there's an accident, while they're removing the car that's in the wreck or to the side, they have a car in front of them that's called the pace car. And that car determines a certain speed with all the other cars before they now resume the race. And sometimes we're in a race car, but God, the Holy Spirit goes before us and he's setting the pace for where we're going because he understands there are accidents that happen and he's trying to avoid us from getting in them and give us the right speed before we can resume the trip. So don't get discouraged because you see someone else going faster or you feel like you should progress faster. Ask yourself the question, why is God intentionally taking this pace? Why am I going through this trial as I'm progressing? Why am I encountering these people? Why am I at this job? Why did I meet this person? God is very much intentional. As we covered in the previous point, his directions are not lost. So that means he intends for you and I to go to this pace. He intends for you and I to encounter certain people. He intends for you and I to be at this job, to be in this living situation, to be in this place. And the reason why is because, again, he loves us enough to not cheat us out of the development of the trip, not just focus on the destination. So we need to understand that when we're thinking about where God is taking us, he doesn't cheat us by trying to get us there faster. He wants us to get there not just safely, but securely and in a better position. So when we get to that destination, we would be better prepared for what awaits us in that destination. The reason why there may be a delay is because that God is trying to develop you. The next thing we need to consider when we're thinking about where God is taking us is that God will provide security. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, if you are somewhere that's driving and you're going to a particular place and God is getting us there, I talked about again about the speed traps, right? But there may be some other traps and other places and things that are willing and, and waiting for us to try to trap us up, to dissuade us from continuing the journey or to take us off course completely. There are going to be things that are going to try to dissuade you and I from trusting God because remember, we're already in this thing thinking, man, I don't know the way that God is taking me. I'm not sure he's taking me the right way. But then he's not going the pace that I'm accustomed to. So now here comes the enemy. He's coming to try to attack you, to make you feel like you ain't got no business even riding in this direction. Why are you even bothering to go? What do you mean you're going to have your own business? You don't even know the first thing about a business. What do you mean that God said you're going to be married? You just got divorced. What do you mean? God says that you're going to have a ministry and you're going to be speaking to hundreds of people. 
You have stage fright every time you get behind a microphone. So these are things that he's going to do to try to prevent us from going there. So there's going to be attacks from the enemy. But God says, I'm going to provide security. When someone, a dignitary or someone famous, some entertainment, when they're driving somewhere, it's not uncommon for them to have a police escort because there's someone that's of importance that them getting to their destination is of the utmost importance. They can't afford for anyone to dissuade them or to wreck their car or to stop them from getting to their destination. When even though God's direction may not be clear, and even though his pace and timing may be frustrating, he is always going to have a spiritual police escort around us to make sure we're going to get where we're going to go. He's going to provide security. And the security is not just for those outside who will want to do us harm, but it's also for us. Because we'll get to the point where we feel like we don't want to continue to journey. We'll feel like I'm frustrated. God is taking too long. I don't know where he's taking me. You know what? I don't even want to do this no more. You know what? I'm going to take the wheel. I'm going to force my way to where I want to go. And here and when we're trying to force our way to where we're supposed to go, that's when we're most susceptible to an accident, susceptible to going the right way or being derailed. So God's security is not just preventing us from being attacked, it's preventing us from aborting the mission, from for deciding that we don't want to even take the ride anymore. Especially remember, we're no longer in control. Think about how frustrating that is for us, if we want to be honest. We have those moments where, God, you promised me this. And it's taking forever. And I'm seeing other people seeming like they're getting their blessing before me. Maybe I heard you wrong. Maybe you didn't promise me that I would be married. Maybe you didn't promise me I was going to be a parent. Maybe you didn't promise me that I'm going to have this blessing. So now we start thinking about doing a U-turn. So his security keeps not only the enemy from derailing us, but from us aborting the trip ourselves. Here's the scripture for this point, a very famous one, uh, 23rd Psalm. Just about everyone learned this and knows this from Sunday school. And even if you're not a Christian, you know the 23rd Psalm. But check out verse number four. It says, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. That's a perfect view of what we just talked about the security. Because you got the rod and the staff. Now, remember, in this 23rd Psalm, we're the sheep. You know, the Lord is my shepherd, so we're the sheep. So his rod and staff comforting us. Remember, the rod and staff have two different purposes. The, the rod, one of them is to ward off the enemy. The rod is what is used to beat the wolves and the, the bears and everything that comes to try to get the sheep. The rod is what's used to kind of ward them off. But then the other one, the staff, is used to corral when the sheep are straying, when they're wayward, when they're no longer following the shepherd, when they decide to go their own way, then it's used to bring them back into the fold. So that's exactly what he does with the security when he's leading us. He understands that there were going to people who are going to try to consume us and we're going to try to leave his direction and try to leave where God is taking us. So it's a wonderful thing to know 
that when we think about where God has taken us, he will provide security to make sure that nothing, including our own selves, stops us from living out what he's promised us. Talk about security. (laughs) And the last thing we should consider when we're asking God, where are you taking me, is that God will get us there. That we need to have that same level of faith that we did when we came to Christ and gave him our lives. That that same faith that he's going to direct our lives. We have to make sure we understand that God is not someone who's ever promised something that hasn't come to pass. You can think about the times before when you and I have gotten something from God that he promised us. And that's what the enemy tries to do in the previous point and throughout the trip. He tries to make us forget about all those things he's done before. He wants us to forget about all the other trips with him we've taken, where he made sure that we got there safely. We did enjoy the journey despite the pratfalls, despite the direction we didn't see, despite the speed that wasn't up to our standard. Ultimately, we still got there. And that's just like when someone gets into an airplane, right? You worry about everything else. You paid your money and you have your turbulence and all that stuff. But ultimately, why do you continue to get on planes? You know there's always a risk. Why do you always get into a car? Even if you're not driving, you may catch an Uber or Lyft. Why do you continue to take these transportation services, especially when you're not driving? It's because you have a history of knowing that the chances of you getting where you're going to go is very high. So now. Do we trust an airline pilot or Uber driver more than we trust God? Do we trust a human being who is just as fallible as us to get us somewhere more than the perfect, sinless, omnipotent, omniscient creator of the universe to get us where he has said he's going to take us? Because remember that where we're going is not even where we said we were going. We're going where he said he was going to take us. He said he's going to do that blessing for you. He said that you would be married. He said you would have that business. He said you would have that ministry. So all the pressure is on him. Our job is to sit back, buckle our seatbelt, and trust the driver. But we got to have more faith in God than we do in anyone else or anything else. There's no reason for us, if we're trusting God, to stop trusting God because he's never failed us yet. One more scripture and we'll wrap up for this week. Philippians chapter one, verse six. Very famous scripture. And it says, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. When you and I gave our lives to Christ, We gave him our lives with the hope and the faith that heaven will be our eternal home. That our destiny of our souls, of our lives, are in his hands and is guaranteed because of what he did on the cross for us. The same God that promises us paradise can come through on his promise. So it's never a case of God not coming through. It's a case of us trusting him 
that he will come through again. Because the enemy does a great job, coupled with our own amnesia, of forgetting about how many times he's gotten us there. Trip that you and I are on, the promise that God has us on, this journey that he has us on, isn't the first journey. This is the first trip we've taken with God. He's taken us through trips, and as the scripture says, through dangerous towards the snares in the 23rd Psalm. We've gone through valleys before with valleys of the shadows of death. We've gone through this, and we've gotten through it unscathed. As a matter of fact, we've gotten better. The reason why you're on this trip is because you've gone through previous trips, and those previous trips have you believing, just like I mentioned about the airplane. If you've never been on an airplane, you'll be scared to death probably the first time. But you got your people right now who would get on an airplane, not think twice. Not scared at all, unless you're my big brother. <laughs> Little joke there. But someone else, you get in the car, there's always a chance there's an accident. But you feel like, well, the chances are not that high. And I trust my driving skills. So God's going to get us there because he's gotten us there before. As the scripture says here, He's going to bring it to completion. God is not someone who does not finish what he starts. That includes the work in us and the work for us. He is not going to abandon his mission even when we want to abandon it. Even when we're complaining. When we're sitting in the back seat, how long is this going to take? Oh my goodness, why did you take this road? Oh, man, people were coming around and they're fashioning us. Oh, my gosh, I don't feel like going anymore because I feel like I'm not worth it. We're sitting in the back giving a million and one reasons why we should stop. And he doesn't because he looks at the bigger picture. He loves us too much to quit on us, even when we quit on him. So that's the good news. So when we're thinking about where God is taking us, let's get to the point in our lives where we enjoy the journey and enjoy the fact that if he said he's going to get us there, then we can rest assured that he will. So as a point of reiteration, as we end this week's episode, when we're worried about where God is taking us, we have to understand that God does not change directions. He does not use a speedometer. He will provide security and he will get us The Bible says the promises of God are yes and amen. That includes us. That means, yes, God's going to take us there. Amen means it is so. So, yes, God's going to take us there, and it is so that we will make it there. So, learn to trust the driver. Learn to trust the pilot. Learn to understand he does not need our help in navigating this journey. He's in control. He sets the standard. He sets the course. And we need to trust that he knows what's best. Don't make the mistake of thinking that you somehow know the best course of action. We don't even know the way we should go. We don't even know where God wants to take us. So it behooves us to show how much we trust God by letting him take us where he wants to go. It's not about where he's taking us. Let's be thankful that he wants to take us at all.
that we're blessed to even be traveling with him. Thank you so much for watching and listening. I pray that this episode blessed you. And as always, make sure your light shines brightest for the Lord Jesus Christ beyond the benediction. Until next time.